0: This is episode number 23 with celebrity fitness trainer and fitness influencer, Jarrell Webb. Hey everyone and welcome back to Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast. Are you an underdog? Are people counting you out of your hopes and dreams? Jarrell's motto is inspiring underdogs everywhere because that's exactly what he was when he grew up, an underdog. Raised by a single mother who dropped out of college to raise her children, Jarell was not exposed to the type of life he's living right now. He didn't know what traditional success might look like. Jarrell talks about how his work ethic was able to carry him further than he should have been able to accomplish on the football field, and how it continues to serve him today in his professional life. If you're looking to be held accountable for your fitness goals, look no further than Jarrell. This guy will take no BS, because if you train with this man, you're part of his brand and he will push you until you're successful with your goals. Now, before we dive into the episode, I wanna ask you guys, have you made any fitness goals for 2019? If so, how's it going? Are you on the right path? Is there someone who's holding you accountable? My one-on-one fitness coaching is something I have a huge passion for. I help provide my clients the tools to help them achieve their own personal fitness goals with whatever equipment or the lack thereof that they have at their disposal. If you're interested in learning about the coaching and investing in your health and fitness journey, you can go to my website nickcarrier.com to learn more, or feel free to message me on Instagram and we can set up a phone call. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and if so, let me know you're listening by taking a screenshot of it and tagging me and Jarrell at itrain365 on your Instagram story. If you know a specific underdog that would be inspired by this, then share the episode with them as well. But for now, it's time. It's time to work on being our best self today with my man, Jarrell Webb. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Nick Carrier's Best You podcast. I'm super stoked today to have this yeah. beast beside me, yeah, uh, Jarrell yeah, Webb. Uh, thanks for coming today, bro. Man, um, thanks for having me. Yeah, so Jarrell is a fitness influencer uh, here in Nashville, and just a fitness influencer in general and a yeah. personal trainer, yeah. all kinds of clientele, doctors, yeah. attorneys, musicians, all that good stuff yeah. uh, here in Nashville. And like I said, big kind of big presence here in Nashville. You go on um, some local news stations and yep. give some great fitness tips and, and all that good stuff. But the way I want to start today, um, it's kind of get more of your background and more of your story. Did you play? You played football. Play football, correct? Yep. Awesome. Uh, where'd you
1: play? Played at the Middle Tennessee State University. <laughs> yeah, there you go. MTSU, baby. MTSU. Uh, okay. Played cornerback and free safety there. Nice. Um, went on to play a little bit in Canada. Got cut. Went down to your home state uh, okay. with the Georgia Force. Nice. Got cut again from Arena Football. Um, and then decided, you know what? Maybe football isn't the thing that I need to be doing right now. Okay. Um, so, um, well, let's start our, there. Then, when did yeah. you realize that uh, football wasn't the thing that
0: you wanted to be doing?
1: Um, honestly, after I got cut um, in Calgary. So okay. I, I said a prayer. Honestly, I said, God, this this is, this isn't what you want me to do. Then you know, show me. Went to Atlanta um, after I got cut with the Georgia Force um and i i kind of knew like i told myself if i don't make the team then i'm hanging it up this Mm -hmm. is it i I just didn't want to be a a a guy who chased the ball for you know like years 28 30 you know and you're still like oh i'm trying to make a team like at some point you got to know like this isn't what you have to do um i just felt like it was a bigger calling and there was something else out there i wasn't sure at the time what it was um and then you know so yeah after i got cut i knew I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: so what was that struggle like making the decision? I feel like you make it sound really easy. Yeah. To make oh, was it, no. Like, super tough to
1: the hardest finally that, pull the trigger. The hardest. I've played football since I was seven. So that was probably one of the hardest things that I've had to do. Um, Because, you know, I spent my whole life to get to that point. My whole life was dedicated to one thing, and that's playing professional football. Mm-hmm. So, you know, realizing and and I don't, I don't want to say quitting, but just realizing that that, that wasn't the path was probably the hardest thing, but also knowing that um, I'm curious to what else God has for me. So let's mm-hmm. see what's out there. Um, and, you know, sometimes is well all the time it's bigger and better than, you know, what your plans are for yourself. So Right. Well, it sounds like you had a probably pretty good mindset kind of going out, leaving football, realizing that
0: there was something bigger bigger and better yeah, for you out there. Still,
1: so, I still missed it, though. You know, it wasn't yeah. like, oh, I walked away and I, you know, never thought—I I think about it today. When yeah. I watch, I think I'm still that same— you know, 20-year-old kid trying to make it to the league. That's why I work out the way I do. You know, I still work training and work out like I'm going to get the phone call, right? right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I still miss it. I still watch it. I know, like, now there's no way I could play a whole game but. <laughs> but yeah yeah i feel like once you take like even just a year or two away from yeah man yeah be really tough to go yeah. back in
0: i'm not so, hitting anybody right now right man. it's over <laughs> okay well so let's go from there you yeah. you make the decision that football is no longer the calling and there's yep. something bigger
1: and better out there for you where, yeah. where are your next steps moving from there so my next steps were so when I, at mtsu i studied criminal justice okay um so naturally i wanted to believe it or not work undercover dea uh, FBI, that was the goal. Um dabbled a little bit here and there in some things. Um then realized, yep, this isn't it. Um and that this kind of segues to how I got into personal training. Um when I when I was doing that, when I was working kind of in the criminal justice system, one of my um, um co-workers asked me she knew I still worked out. I played football. She asked me if I would just take her to the gym and show her around. Somehow that turned into me training her. I didn't know what I was doing. I just was showing her, you know, old football stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and stuff that I just knew that I was, you know, googling or looking up at the time. Long story short, she was losing 65 pounds, right? Um, and all of this was kind of her idea. You know, you kind of already had that feeling, like, yo, if I could do this and make money doing this, I would totally do this all day, right? But it just wasn't, you know, I didn't know the industry at the time. Um, so then I started looking into it more, um, taking on a little more clients, decided to go ahead and get certified um and be serious about it and then kind of work my way out of um out of, out of that background okay
0: yeah. so i feel like a lot of people kind of go into something that they see as their initial calling or their initial yeah. passion like you said you went into the criminal justice industry mm-hmm. thinking you might want to go mm-hmm. undercover and yeah. behind that sort of thing so when when was the mindset shift was it like in immediately like like realization like oh my gosh like I've been able to help her lose 65 pounds. This is something, or was it more of like a gradual over time and then like all of a sudden, you know what, this was the time to do it?
1: No, man. Um, I've always been um, a workout warrior. If you play sports, there's always that one guy who loves the workout. I've always been that guy, right? I had the work ethic and that that took me as far as it did. Um, I was a decent athlete, but my work ethic is what made me better than probably I should have been, right? Um, And then that was just – You know, I knew, like I said, it was something else out there. And I knew, I was like, yo, if I could do this every day, if I could wake up and just go work out every day or help people work out, I would totally do. I just didn't know the industry. Um, So I knew up front. I just didn't know, like, how the path to to make it happen. And so I just had to figure out how to get from there to where we are. Yeah, yeah. So so tell me this. I'm very
0: interested in kind of, like, where work ethic comes from. And you said that work ethic, you think, is the thing that kind of took you to the next level over where you maybe should have been. Where do you think your work ethic has come from or what do you think is your biggest motivating factor to have that hard work
1: ethic? Yeah, good question, man. Um, For me, and I I, I tell anybody this, mine came from my mother, right? grew up in a single parent household. I watched her grind. I watched her get up and go to work, take care of three kids every day. I watched her um, um, struggle. I watched her um, drop out of college because I had football games that she wanted to be at. Um, And then my mother graduated a year or two before I did, mm. right? So wow. she went back after I went to college. So she took that whole time off to make sure that we were okay. um, living our dreams and, and, and we could do what we needed to do. So I tell everybody my work that comes from my mother, and she's always been my driving force. Even for football, I, everything I did was so my mother wouldn't have to work anymore. So I can buy my mom a house, a car, the car she's always wanted a Jaguar. You know, I could buy her all stuff that she wanted and I could just set her up for life. So that's always been kind of my driving force. And throughout that, you know, I've had coaches that, you know, kind of took me under the wing and things like that, that, you know, saw that I worked hard and said, hey, if you just keep working like this, then you can be this. Right. Mm -hmm. Or if this kid only had your work ethic, then, you know, they would be. So mine always came from my mom. That's what I always say.
0: Okay. I like that. And she sounds like she's probably one of the biggest role models in your life. Absolutely. So what do you think outside of work ethic? Maybe what do you think is the biggest lesson that she's taught you throughout your life?
1: Um. Never give up, man. So, like I said, uh, my mother um, started college when I. First of all, she uh, had her first child at sixteen, mm. right? So, graduated high school still, but obviously she had to get into the real world. Start started working. Would go to classes here and there. Um, from what I remember, like um, she was doing night school for a little bit, and she couldn't make my football game, so she stopped going to night school. Um, The biggest thing that, like I said, that she's taught, she's always wanted two things. She always wanted to be a nurse and she always wanted a Jaguar. Right. (laughs) That's that. From what I remember, that's that's all she ever talked about. Right. She um, spent 25 years as an administrative assistant um, in the hospital. Right. So imagine going to the place of your dreams, not being able to live Mm -hmm. your dream. Right. Um, And she's always wanted to be a nurse. She's now a certified RN, she's a nurse, and she has her Jaguar, mm-hmm. right? So the the thing that she's taught me is never give up on your dream, no matter how long it takes or what obstacles come along or whatever life is showing you. Just keep pushing through, and eventually you're gonna get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think
0: that's I think that's really cool yeah. that um, you know she's been able to it, it preaches to the to the idea that it's never gonna come right away. Yeah. Um, for, for,
1: or for some or without work. Another, or yeah, without work, yeah. Right, exactly. Without work <laughs> and
0: that you have to be consistent over a long period of time in order to fulfill your dreams and make them come true. Yeah. And she didn't let all these, uh, having a kid at 16, stop yeah. her from eventually yeah. making that making that dream come true. And Absolutely. It. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so... You start in the personal training thing and you leave yep. and do that full time. Yep. Let's talk about kind of the grind of that process because I know that's not oh, an man. easy thing to kind of build that clientele and build your brand. And yeah. So let's talk about that.
1: So started off working in a big box gym yeah. uh, called Urban Active. Um, they're not even in business anymore. Okay. Um, L.A. Fitness bought them out and then L.A. Fitness is – I don't even know that. Are they still around? I'm L.A. Sure. Fitness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So L.A. Fitness bought out Urban Active. Um, but anyway, started working there. Um 30 minute sessions, that's kind of like the, the iron horse grind gym where you train as many people as you can. They tell you that you make $30 an hour, but you've trained two people in an hour because we to do 30-minute sessions. So that's really, you know, however a lot less than what you should be doing. Um and working, you know, 12 hour days training, you know, 20, 30 people, you know, a day and barely making ends meet. Um so started off there, left there, went to a private company, started training there for a little bit. Uh, and then eventually, I uh, kind of stepped out on my own out of um the condo that I, that I was living at the time. They had a great um, facility. So I just started taking on clients there. Yeah. And then slowly kind of building the brand of, uh, of personal training, of being known as a personal trainer over, you know, ex-football player or, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah. So what's that decision uh, like to actually go on your own and just do it out of your condo? Because I think that... When you're working for somebody, there's always just like a little bit of cushion there. There's always a little bit of stability. Yeah. yeah. And when you go on your own, there's always that little bit extra leap of faith and a little extra courage that it takes. So tell me about that kind of decision process.
1: Yeah, well, I I was blessed enough that I I have a great mentor who um, we kind of worked the exit plan. Like he knew, uh, he saw my grind. He knew that, yo, this is bigger than, um, or you can be bigger than what you're doing right now. Um, but it's gonna take like you said, that courage, a little bit of faith, and a lot of a lot of hard work, right, to to keep that coming because you don't have that cushion. You know, when you work in a big box or privatized, you're you're um relying on on them to supply your clients. And now is guerrilla marketing, walk up to people and say, Hey, can I train you? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. <laughs> or sure. or something, you know, or however you decide to do that. Um so yeah, it definitely took a lot of courage. Um, like I said, a lot of hard work, a lot of bumps and bruises, a lot of learning on the go. Um, a lot of failures, a lot of uh, doing things wrong, all, that, know, good all that good stuff <laughs> that teaches you, you know, you no, know, now that you're here, those lessons along the way that teach you, you know, to uh, what you need to be doing. Now. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, no. So I'm interested in. in this this role model you said? Do you think or the yeah. uh, mentor you said? Yeah. do you think that you would have been able to have the courage to go out on your own if it
1: wasn't no, for this person? No, no. And he he wasn't even a fitness guy, right? Okay. He's just an entrepreneur. End up being one of my clients, uh, but he had, he owns other businesses, so he knew the entrepreneur life lifestyle, right? And and it's all the same whether you sell coffee, whether you sell personal training, whatever it is. If you're an entrepreneur, the grind is kind of the same, right? It's it's all relative. Um, so he just knew that. You, you, you got a lot more than what you're doing. And the fact that everywhere I went, I always had the most clients was saying something, right? People could sell me, right? Mm-hmm. I, I was an easy sell. Whether it's look at him, he knows what he's doing. It's a, it was an easy sell. So his whole thing was, you know, why would you allow people to sell you when you can sell yourself and you mm-hmm. get the money, right? So because you're splitting, you know, you're splitting those sessions with wherever you are. So oh, yeah. if they're charging... The place that I was at, uh, I remember it blew my mind the first time. They sold packages, right? And so it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to pay for this month. It's like you have to buy at least 20. And I remember somebody came in one time, and it blew my mind. They, played, they paid for a whole year personal training, right, up right. front. Uh, and I, I think it ended up being like close to $20,000, right? Swiped it, nothing. Didn't, didn't think twice about yeah, it, right? Yeah. Just swiped the card. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> want to pay for the whole year. And I'm like, are you serious? Because I'm not getting $20,000 from that, right? I'm not going to see that until two weeks from now on mm-hmm. a check. And I was like, yo, if I can get that kind of clientele, that's thing to think twice about dropping 20 k on personal training, mm-hmm. right? We ain't even talking about your other bills. Just personal training, I'll see you tomorrow, all right? Yeah. <laughs> 20K. Uh If I can get one client like that, I'll be okay right now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I can get five that have that, then, you know, when you start adding that up, then you're like, oh, yeah, it only makes sense versus... Or you can stay here and keep making $30 an hour. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So
0: No, I got you. Yeah.
1: Um, So you talked about how your work ethic has
0: always been there and that you've always loved training. And I'm the same way. And and, and in the fitness industry, I think a lot of us enjoy training. And, you know, obviously there's going to be days where we're like, screw this. Yeah, right. (laughs) Obviously. But we're more motivated to actually go exercise probably than most people. Yeah. So as a, as a trainer yourself, where do you, what do you think is the most important thing in order to help people stay motivated and hold them accountable to, you know, actually achieving what they want to achieve?
1: Um, Their, their why? That's, and I constantly, for, from day one, I ask people, what's your why? Why are you here? Why do you want to work out with me? Why do you want to lose weight? Like, mm-hmm. oh, you want to lose 20 pounds. Why? Right. It has, and it has to be an outside motivator, something bigger than yourself, something bigger than, uh, I want to get in a pair of jeans, right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what it is for real. I want to play with my grandkids, right? Okay, that that makes sense to me. Like mm-hmm. I can I can push that. So when you get tired, I want you to think about playing with your grandkids, right? Or oh, I want to be alive for my grandkids. You know, some we we know in the industry we see so many different um, variations of people. Some people are literally on their way out, right? Like high blood pressure, high cholesterol. I can't walk my knee. You know what I mean? It's like, and you're 40? Like, you, and this is all this is going on. <laughs> yeah. And then you have people who are like just super superficial, which, so figure out what whatever their motivating factor is. If it's, I want to keep my husband, my husband cheated on me with a younger girl. I want to make sure that I keep myself together for, you know what I mean? Like everybody has a why. Mm-hmm. So it's our job to figure out what that why is and then throw it in their face when they need it. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you find it hard sometimes to actually pull that true why out of people yeah, because it takes a level of vulnerability mm-hmm. for, for, for your real reason, right? It takes a level of vulnerability. So um, for me, like when I do my consultations, we'll sit down like this for a second. We'll do, you know, our health stuff and like that. I don't ask the good questions until we actually start working out because I believe you are who you are when you're tired, mm-hmm. right? So it, it you BS a little less when you're out of breath, right? When If you're if you're out of breath, you're going to give me how you feel right now, right? So the good questions, I usually wait to like middle of the workout when I got the heart rate going. You can't think. Or, you, you know, you're not filtering yourself as much. Um, so that's usually how I do my consultations is let's start the workout and then I'll ask the question that I need to ask once you get a little out of breath and see how you, you know. And then we'll double back and see if you can give me the same thing again. Yeah. You know? No, I yeah. really like
0: that. Yeah. You, are who, you are who you're tired. Yeah. And I think, I think that it it makes sense. It, it requires you to go that little extra, like, thoughtfulness yeah. to, to kind of. Hold back something maybe you don't want to say, but that is actually deep down there within, and then that's how that you comes feel. Out. This is really
1: how you feel, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, think about it. When you're tired, you haven't had a lot of sleep, or you're hungry. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh yeah. And somebody says something, you're like, "Yo, that's your one, all right." Mm. <laughs> and you're like, so you're trying to manage, you know, these all these different emotions. You are who you are when you're tired and hungry, man. That's, like that's the
0: real you. Yeah. I like it. So you said, you know, we probably touched on your why in the past. It's always about your mother yeah. and being able to support her and give her what she wants. Yeah. Is she still your why or do you have a kind of an adjusted why now at this point?
1: Yeah, she's why? definitely still a part of it. Right. Um, I'm married now. um, So she's definitely my number one why, okay. my wife. Um, and she likes nice things, man. You know, she, likes, <laughs> she has a certain lifestyle that she likes to live. And she likes most importantly, she likes options, man. So I tell people this all the time. Like my wife is a she's a hard worker. Like seriously, I'm I, I definitely married out of my league, um, but she likes options, and I want to give her the options one day to where you don't have to work if you don't want to, right? I know I know what that answer is going to be she's still going to go to work because that's just who she is, hmm. right? But it might be a different type of work. She might not be going to a corporate office every day. Um, so my my biggest thing is to give her options for the rest of her life, like. Maybe you don't want a Range Rover. But if you want to, you can go any. We got the money to go do it. Maybe mm-hmm. you don't want to work anymore. But if you 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 know, if you do, then go for it. Yeah. Like, when you have options in life, I feel like you make better decisions, right? If you're at work and you don't have any options and your boss pisses you off, you got to come back tomorrow because you need it, right? You don't have any options. If you have options, then you're like, you know what? I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to deal with this, right? So I, I like to provide options for her. So she's definitely... Um, My wife, my nieces and nephews are definitely a big part of what I do. I I believe uh, exposure shapes reality. So I was the first one to kind of leave home, go to college, um, away from home and do and be an entrepreneur. My whole family worked for somebody else for the majority of their life. Um, So showing them that, yo, we can be successful. Uh, my grandmother still doesn't have any idea what I really do in life, like, because this wasn't real for her. Like, so you you get paid to work people out, yeah. She that blows her mind. Like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> I understand. Like, she's still trying to figure out why would they pay you to go work out? Like, that's right. a, you know what I mean. Like, so stuff like that, you know, exposing my family to a different side of of, of life. So talk yeah. to a
0: little, talk a little bit more about that quote, or yeah, like that saying, "Exposure shapes reality." Yeah.
1: So, so what so um, and that, and that's in every facet of life, whether that's traveling, whether that's um, being around, you know, I always say um, if you hang around five billionaires, you'll be the six, hmm. right? because of exposure. They, they have a certain level of thinking, a certain lifestyle, and you're not gonna be around them for too long if you're not on that same level. And there's something about them that makes them them that makes them a millionaire. And if you learn and pick up that, then you eventually you'll be the, the millionaire. Mm-hmm. And it's about being exposed to these different lifestyles, these different um, rooms, these different people, these different thought processes. You know, how do you start a business? If you never started a business, you don't know until you're around somebody who started a business. If you walk into uh, Orange Theory, they're not going to show you how to start a business. They're going to show you what's already running, right? Mm-hmm. they show you how to manage it, maybe. You know what I right. mean? But how to own it, how to start up, how to market, all that stuff. It's done in the background with the owners. So if you can get from being a player on the football team to being an owner, those are two different thought processes, right? Making it to the league and owning the team is two different process, thought processes. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'm just kind of at the point where now it's like we want to own the team. Like, it's cool to play, but I want to own the team. Yeah. I want to I want to sign the check instead of receiving it. Right? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I, love that. I love that. Yeah. So the,
0: you know, exposure versus reality, I think kind of what you're getting at is that you want to be able to show – your nieces and nephews, kind of what is possible. And yeah. by them seeing you, that they can emulate that at some Absolutely. point down the road in their lives. Absolutely. So, But you growing up, you didn't yeah. necessarily have that exposure. Absolutely. All your family always works for other people. So how were you able to make it so that what
1: you were exposed to wasn't your reality, do you think? Uh, uh, my mother, my mother was a big dreamer, yeah. starting off there. Um, and then two, um, football, I knew what I wanted to do. So growing up, I wanted to play for Florida State. Florida State didn't offer me, so I knew that I, I was leaving Tallahassee, I had to leave, right? To go make my dream a reality. So once I left, um, that's when the, kind of that started that snowball, like, okay, there's life outside of Florida. Okay, what does that look like? What are these Tennesseans? What are that they talk different, they act different, like what's their thought? So just been exposed, you know, traveling with football, um, seeing different places through that, you know, Canada, Atlanta, you know, just everywhere that that I was able to see and, and travel to. Um, kind of exposed me to different people. I think football teams is the ultimate melting pot um, because you have, you know, 100 guys from 100 different places with 100 different thought processes, right, that come together to achieve one common goal, right? Well, you got a guy from the hood. You got a guy from uh, suburbia. You got a guy from the backwoods. Who, and all of us come together, and we play football, right, and we achieve a goal, and we interact. I probably never would have interacted with these guys in real life walking past them. You know, in camos, I'm like, I'll never talk to that guy. But yeah. now, because we're on the team together, it's my guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> we, or, or, or vice versa. You know, he probably never talked to me. You know, so I just think that um, that being exposed to different people, being exposed to different backgrounds, their stories um, will help you relate to to them. That's why I believe I can pretty much talk to anybody. Yeah. You know, walk into a room, I don't ever feel. Out of place. Yeah, I know. And I think that's important that you are able to point that out because I think a lot of
0: people on sports teams ex- can ex- can in, um, can um experience that sort of thing. Yeah. They're around all different types of people, but the fact that you're able to kind of like be mindful of that yeah. and be able to kind of take away different experiences that different people have had yeah. in their life and realize now that it helps you be able to communicate with almost everyone. Right. Um, I think that's really important that you are actually able to point that out and show kind of how you're yeah. able to implement it um, into your life right now. So I want to yeah. talk about kind of – what you, personal life and um not like anything no weird. go for it man, <laughs> Shoot, no, no. man whatever we no, got let's go i'm talking about i'm a big so i'm a big habit guy i'm a big okay. daily habit guy so yeah. i was wondering if you have any daily non-negotiable habits that have to get done or weekly or anything like that
1: yeah um so my main one i mean if, if you've been following me on instagram then you probably know what it is but every morning before i do um before i listen to anything else i listen to gospel music so on my way in, that's just kind of my way of kind of getting my mind right, getting my uh, my headspace together. Cause you never know what people are gonna come in with, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody has a, you know, in this industry we're the problem solver. So we're we're fitness trainers slash psychologists, yeah. right? So <laughs> they could have could have had a fight with their. Husband, this morning or last night, or you just never know what story you're gonna get. So I try to make sure that I'm balanced, centered. Um, so before I listen to anything, any hip hop, any rap, any. So that's kind of like my devotion time. I, I I ride in, I ride into the city, listen to gospel music, say my prayers, you know, whatever that that looks like um, in the morning. So that's really the only big thing that I do. On an everyday basis, besides working out, of course. Uh, on an a, a everyday, ba- yeah, yeah. everyday basis, yeah. Gotcha. So yeah. You're,
0: I feel like I've seen that your catchphrase is kind of motivating underdogs everywhere. Yeah, like, Tell me about that phrase, why that phrase.
1: Yeah, so uh, motivating underdogs everywhere came from kind of um, my story. And when people say, when I say underdog, sometimes people take that the wrong way, right? An underdog isn't a bad thing. An underdog is somebody who's... Not expected to be where they are. Right. So whether that's making it to the league, like I have a client who's small, um, play running, back plays running back, Dexter McCluster, um, played running back in the league for seven years. See, Dexter is 160 soaking mm-hmm. wet on a good day. Right. Mm-hmm. It's no way he should have been in the, in the NFL as a professional running back. Right. But he's an underdog. Right. But he's great at what he does. Great at what he does. Right. Um, so people like that, people who just come. I I'm, I wasn't expected to be where I am, right? So taking them underdog doesn't mean you doesn't have, that that you don't have what it takes. It just means that you not the Michael Jordan of your league. Nobody said, hey, that guy's going to be the next or whatever. Mm-hmm. You came out of nowhere and you're still successful. St- Steph Curry, underdog. Nobody expected him to be. Who he is, but he's running the. He's literally changed the NBA right now. Nobody wants a dunk anymore. Everybody's shooting threes, yeah. right? He changed the game, right? So yeah. So basically, just kind of re- making sure that
0: you fuel the people who maybe don't think that they have a shot. Yes. Yeah, and so realizing that everybody kind of has a chance.
1: Every, everybody has a shot. Um, and the biggest thing to 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 talk, to stay on topic is pulling a lot of times. And I'll stick to sports because that's kind of where that's kind of where I live, right? right? Um, it's always a coach who sees something in you before you see it in yourself, right? And they pull it out of you. And then all of a sudden the, the light bulb clicks. And we see that with clients all the time. Like if I keep pushing this person, right? I have a client, like, so I have a program that I um, I named 60 Days No BS, right? It's an online program that I do. That program literally was inspired because I had to cuss the client out. And I told her, right? If you give me 60 days and don't BS me, mm-hmm. I can give you the body you want in 60 days. We made a deal, right? That was that was a deal, 60 days. Because I knew she had everything. But on the weekend, she liked to drink. She liked mm-hmm. to eat what she wanted to and then expect me to fix it during the week, right? Mm-hmm. And I literally told her, you give me 60 days, no BS. I wrote out a plan for her, and the transformation was Phenomenal. In 60 days. She was like, I had no clue. I was like, that's what I've been trying to tell you. All that, you had all this potential, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the underdog. You have all this potential. You just have no clues. You have it in you. You just need somebody to come and pull that potential out of you. So that's why we kind of call it uh that's why that's where that catchphrase came from. Motivating underdogs everywhere, not just here in Nashville, not just in Tennessee, but everywhere. We want to be able to inspire the world eventually. Mm, no, but, I think that's badass because you I don't think. A lot
0: of probably trainers would necessarily have the guts to be like, no BS. Yeah. Like you need to give me this amount of time. I think yeah. a lot of people be like, oh, like you got to. No, sometimes man. you have to drink over the weekend, yeah. like whatever no, that sort of thing. Man. So I think that's really cool that you were yeah. able to be like, look, this is going to happen. You're going to make it happen. Yeah. Um,
1: get there first, and then you can drink over the weekend, right? right. But <laughs> yeah. like, get, achieve your right. goals. You know what I mean? It's kind of like anything else. Like you can't, you know, halfway do what we do, and then expect to get where you want to be. Like go all in. And then you can go out with your friends on the weekends now that you have money, right? So it's kind kind of that same thing with her. It's just saying, like, once you get there, once we get you there and you see where you are, you're not going to want to lose that, right? So drinking won't be as important as it is to you right now. Because you're like, yo, I've put this work in to get the body that I want. I'm not going to blow it. Maybe I have one drink or two, but that's probably where I'm going to live. we am going to stop there. I'm not going to go and just whatever. And I just think that's, a, that's our job as trainers is to pull that kind of stuff out of people. Like, if you're just going to – I'm not just here to take your money. Right. right. Been there, done that, don't want to do that anymore. Like, now it's about branding. And if you say you train with me, then now you're a part of the brand because mm-hmm. people are going to say, oh, you train with Jarrell? And they're going to look at you to see what you look like, right? And if you're not getting any results – so me, right? Mm-hmm. It's not on you. Like you, I tell clients, no matter if you come one day a week, five days a week, I'm responsible for your results, right? Yeah. <laughs> so because nobody's gonna ask you, well, how many times do you train? Well, are you eating right? No, they're just gonna say, oh, you train with Jarell and you're not getting results, mm-hmm. right? So that's part of your brand. So I can't allow you to mess up what I've tried, what I'm trying to build. Yeah. So yeah. So,
0: so when you when you had that conversation with her and you it was like you need to give me sixty days. Yeah. Did you just continue to try to like fuel her by? pulling out her why and keeping that fresh in her head in order to motivate her not to drink over the weekend and not to eat like
1: crap. Yeah. 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 So, um, I, I usually choose a client every year, every six months that I'm going to really lean into. Okay. Like I try to give my all to every client, but you get like the extra credit part. Right. Um, so, and she was just that person. So, you know, it would be us, you know, texting in the morning, like, Hey, even if she wasn't coming in, it was be those reminder. Hey, don't forget to get your cardio in. Um, and don't eat any BS today, right? So I, I just stayed in front of her that whole time, that sixty days, just to make sure that um, that she, that that the challenge was real. So she knew I was on one. I'm on your side. Like I believe that you can do this, right? Mm-hmm. And then two, um, once you do it, you're gonna believe that there's nothing else that you can't achieve, no matter if, if it's in the gym, outside of the gym. That's gonna inspire you to do what, go for whatever it is that you want in life, right? Mm-hmm. And if you put this same effort that you put in right now out there, all of it's going to start coming together.
0: Yeah. So, and I think that's one of the biggest lessons that fitness and ge- or fitness and health stuff in general Absolutely. teaches us yeah. is that like you get what you you get in what you put out, and a lot of yep. and a lot of times like yeah. with other things in life, it's not necessarily as cookie cutter as like yeah. no matter how hard you work and what yeah. you do with your body, what you put into your body yeah. is what you're going to get because it's not like that necessarily with everything. But with fitness, it's straightforward, yeah. and then you can try to apply it to different areas yeah. of your of your Absolutely. life for sure. Um, so you've taken a couple of leaps of faith, right? You yeah. left football because there was something bigger and better. You left yeah. the criminal justice yeah. system or industry because you knew you wanted to do this thing. What do yeah. you think is the thing that you are most proud of at this point in your life?
1: Um, ooh, man. Most proud of? Yeah. Oh, man. Is that just career or just in general? In general. Just in general. Yeah. Um, probably most proud to be a husband, man. Mm. And I know that sounds cliche, um, but honestly never thought I would be one. Um, didn't grow up with that type Why? of didn't grow up with that with that influence, right? I never saw it. I never saw long term marriages or anything like mm. that. So me and my wife come from completely different households. Her parents have been married for like thirty five years. She's that's all she's ever saw. I never saw, I never knew that Oh, we can be married in, like, forever? Like, right?
0: <laughs> um, do you think there was, like, a change in you that you experienced in order to
1: for that to become a possibility? Uh, Most definitely. I think it's just growth, man. Like I said, and exposure. Being around people who were married and that were happy. You know what I mean? Um, And then realizing that, yeah, I, I do want it. I just didn't know if I could do it or not, right? I just didn't know if I could be married to one person for the rest of my life. So. <laughs> well, you yeah, like you said, you've never, yeah. been, exposed yeah, never been exposed to it. Yeah, never been exposed to it. Yeah, so that's that's probably, um, definitely being a husband, um, probably one of the most proudest things, and eventually a father at some point in time, I'm sure that'll, that'll mm-hmm. come in. Um, and then uh, career-wise, um, just kind of being where I am now, man, Okay, uh, I get to train a lot of really cool people, not, not that names matter or anything like that, but... Just being in in some circles that you kind of look up and you're like, wow, I can't believe I'm, you know, sitting next yeah. to wh- whoever, you know, they're like wow, you know, it, it gets it gets it gets pretty cool sometimes. Yeah, right? well, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah,
0: you said you know one of the proudest moments is now that you're married. What yeah. the, What do you think the biggest lesson that you learned from married life and from your from your wife is?
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested to hear what her what her, uh, her answer to that. Question yeah. um, biggest thing I have probably learned is just. To communicate, man. Um, I know, like, for me, when I get upset or angry, I shut down, right? It's, it's just shut down, right? Um, and that has actually helped in career as well. Because if I am upset with a client, like, I need I, say, I need to say what I need to say, and then allow you to deal with that, however you want to deal with it, right? You have to process it. And then also learning how to um, filter feed, is what I say. So, you can say whatever you need to say to me, and I have to figure out what are you really saying to me, right? Because we say things when we're angry and a lot, a lot of sad. But I think we need to realize we need to come to the realization of what is the message. What are you actually saying to me right now? And are you right? Not how, not how does it make me feel, mm-hmm. but are you right? Is it right? You know what I mean? How you delivered it may not be how I felt you should have delivered it. But if you're telling me about myself, is it right? You're right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. And you gotta ask yourself that question, like, okay, she said a lot, or they said that person said a lot to me, right? And it hurt my feelings. Okay, cool. But are they right? And if they're right, then you gotta deal with that now, mm-hmm. right? So I think that's one of the the biggest things that I've that I've learned because sometimes sometimes we don't wanna deal with our own stuff, oh, sure. right? <laughs> Until somebody puts the mirror up in your face and says. This is who you really are. And you're like, really? That's how you see? <laughs> right. And you're like, okay, well, I got to fix that, right? I got to start working on that. And that's really the the hardest thing. Um, or even the best lesson. Yeah. yeah. It's just how to filter feed and then ask yourself that question. Okay, yeah, not does does it hurt, but are you right? And even in training, like you said, like, when we have that conversation of the six days, no BS, I, I, it probably wasn't the way she wanted me to say it, mm-hmm. but I was right. And she knew I was right. So she accepted the challenge. So it was, oh, he's right. You know what I mean? My feelings are hurt, but he's right. Yeah. So you deal with your feelings. I'll I'll deal with the facts.
0: No, I think it's really yeah. important in outside of just like fitness in general when anyone is making any kind of judgment towards anybody yeah. else, or any kind of statement, positive, positive or negative. Yeah. It's like, is that something that I need to actually take in yeah. as something that I need to take action on? Or yeah. do they not have maybe enough background or they're yeah. not coming from... Uh, good enough place to where that I should actually take right. that in or
1: is that person of importance to where I need to have their uh, that their opinion matters because sometimes me. it's like I don't that, yeah I don't matter. even know who you are like that's, you don't even know you don't know who I am so mm-hmm. your, opinion, your opinion doesn't really matter if, if it's somebody who's in our inner circle who gives us our own stuff then I think we gotta you know at least look at it and say well yeah, you're right. Right. And no, I think that's wrong. huge in terms of like social media too. I feel like yeah. a lot of people pass
0: negative judgment yeah. on different things yeah. with social media. And it's like, look, you don't need to take that in. You yeah, you don't even it's, know who that. Social media is. is
1: the yeah, it's the worst place. <laughs> the worst best place ever, man, because you get so many Twitter fingers, man. So many people that hide behind oh, yeah. comments. You don't know who they are. They don't know who you are. They're just trying to get a response. Mm-hmm. Right. And you internalize that and you're pissed off for the rest of the day. Because somebody left a negative comment under your picture, you know, mm-hmm. said you look weird. Now you think you look weird. Like, yeah. Who is that person? Mm-hmm. Like, no, I think that's I think that's really really
0: important. I'm glad yeah. that you pointed that lesson out. Um, so now you go on to some local news stations and yeah. stuff like that. Were you
1: comfortable when you did that for the first time, or was it something that came natural to you? Um, it did come natural. Yeah, okay. it did come natural. Was I comfortable? I, I'm going to say yes and no. And okay. I and I say yes because I'm like I said, I'm natural people person, um, and I can talk to anybody. So if we can, we're talking fitness, then I'm talking fitness. Am I nervous? Yeah. But, you know, we get over that. But story about that. Um, I had my own segment for a while on um, on one of the on one of the stations. And we were shooting spots. Like, we are going to do like eight two-minute segments that day. Right? So when I knew about it. And I'm natural. Kind of like I told you before we started. Like, hey, let's jump in it. Let's just talk and see where it goes. Right? That's who I am. That's when I do my best work. For whatever reason, listening to my wife, right? Um, <laughs> I wrote out scripts, Nick, for all the segments, right? Oh my god! So I wrote out scripts, right? This is what I'm going to talk about. This is what I'm going to say for eight different segments. Couldn't get through the first one because I couldn't remember it. I went blank, right? Went blank while they're recording, and I'm so you know it's kind of like you know, when you know you're you know you're blowing it. So right. now you're trying not to blow it even more, but that makes you blow it even more. Um, it was. Probably the worst. Like, I literally went out. I'm there, like, hey, just take a break, breathe. We never made it through the first one, right? I went out, I Facetime my wife, and she's like, yo, it's middle of the day. Like, she's at work. She's like, why are you FaceTiming? What's up? And I'm like, I'm blowing it, yo. Like, I'm blowing it. She's like, what are you talking about? I was like, I'm blowing. I can't make it. She's like, what's wrong? So I told her what happened. She's like, why would you do that? And I was like, you told me. Like, I need to prepare more, like, be more organized. And she was like, no, that's not you. So, uh, the good thing about her is she's super encouraging, right? So she, you know, said what I need to hear at the moment. Yo, yo, stop. Remember who you are. You got this. Um, then we went in and we killed it, right? Threw scripts out. Let's just talk about whatever. Tell me what the topic is, and I'm going to talk about it for two minutes, right? So um, that's why I said yes and no. So I blew it before, and I've had really good ones before. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm still, I'm still learning how to maneuver those spaces. Um, so, yeah. That's cool. No, I, th- I think that... There's always a certain level, depending on what it is, there's
0: always a certain level of preparation that you need to do. But because I think you're going into an area where it's like, you're already comfortable in your knowledge, right? Like, you know what you're doing training wise. And it's like a a people person thing. You're having more of a conversation than anything else and just kind of talking to where like, you don't need to be somebody that you're not. right? Um, And I think a lot of people have to realize and be self-aware about themselves that they have those certain tendencies. Yeah, And I think that that's really huge that you realize that obviously yeah.
1: you don't have that, that sort of thing happen again. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's the biggest thing, honestly, It's just be who you are. Mm-hmm. Right? People accept people accept realness, right? Mm-hmm. It's the difference between I would say it's the difference between Nicki Minaj, who's definitely manufactured, and Cardi B. People love Cardi B. Nobody knows why. It's just cause she's real. She's super relatable. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I I could see her walk down the street and she would speak to me. Hey, how you doing? Versus Nicki, she was gonna have security guard it's gonna be a whole like thing surrounded people like realness so if you be yourself then people would naturally be attracted to that right yeah no and i think but i
0: think sometimes a lot of people like i don't i I think a lot of people necessarily wouldn't be as self-aware to realize certain things about themselves like that and i think it takes just being like observant of yourself during situations in order to be your true self and be authentic
1: yeah i just want to be successful man so whatever that looks like um I'm willing to to try it, you know. I'm 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 a, like like I told you, I'm an open book, man. Yeah. Um. If you if you have something that I feel like I, that I need, then tell me, and I'll adjust. Mm-hmm. Right. If if I'm blowing it, you see me blowing it. Say, hey, man, you're blowing it, and this is why. And I'll. I'm not. I'm not so caught up in in me that I, you know, I'm above reproach, or you know, I feel like you know you can't say or or you know correct me, man. I just to... if you can help me be successful. And that's what it looks go. like. Then let's let's do it. Let's yeah, see, yeah. I, love
0: it. I love it. So I got two more questions. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right. So I always ask the same two questions to everybody Uh-oh. at the end of the Uh-oh. interview. I feel like it's uh-huh. gonna be
1: like super deep. Okay. <laughs> <Not yet. laughs> no, it's not. It, okay. it just, it'll be as deep as you take
0: it. <laughs> okay. So the first one I always bring out the age question. Yeah. Um, so how old are you? Thirty five. Thirty five. Okay. Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. And ten years down the road, be forty five years old. Yeah. Uh, I think we all probably. And to a certain extent, set goals for ourselves. We have dreams and visions of what we want to do, what we want to create, what success is going to look like for us. Yeah. And so, what I want to ask you is, what does forty-five-year-old jarell Webb look like? What is he doing, and what has yeah. he
1: accomplished? Um, I think he probably looks pretty similar right yeah. now. I think um, <laughs> hopefully I don't I don't age too too badly. Um, and um, definitely in the in the industry, not probably not doing day to day training. Um, unless I have, you know, I might have a couple of clients that I still maintain, but the goal is, um, to be, uh, or, or to get kind of the Jillian Michaels level, right? That big, um, influencer that's, that just kind of motivates and inspires the world to move. Um, and that's going to mean traveling. That's going to mean television. That's going to mean, um, obviously probably more social media type stuff. Um, but yeah, that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing right now is just getting the world to move. Yeah. That's awesome. I like it. Yeah. Well,
0: before I ask the last question, I want to acknowledge you for a second for, yeah. you know, being able to define your why and use that as a motivating factor to keep moving and try to pull that out of other people. Because yeah. I think that is one thing a lot of personal trainers probably don't do. I think a lot of people probably are like, I'll take the money, I'll train you right. and then we're good. And if you don't have results, whatever, but I got your yeah. money, right. that sort of thing. So I want you, I want to acknowledge you for being above that and for doing something Doing it for something that is greater than yourself. Yeah. Um, thank you. And, and that, that's awesome. Um thank you. But I want you to I want to have everybody out there to be able to support you as much as yeah. possible. So tell them where they can find you on social media. What are you up to? Absolutely. And all that stuff.
1: Um I am at iTrain three sixty five on all social media platforms, um, or Jirae Web on Facebook. Um, I'll be in Atlanta. Um, for Super Bowl weekend, teaching a class with okay. some other guys. Where, where's that at? Um, that's going to be at the W Hotel, Midtown. Okay. Midtown W. Um, that's where you can find me next if you want to come do it. It's absolutely free. It's RSVP. Um, and then more, more television, man. Yeah. Just keep looking for me. Just, you know, Once you follow me, I'll let you guys know what's, there you go. what's going on. Well, very good. Yeah.
0: Well, Awesome. Well, the last question I always ask is I think everybody – goes through life a little bit differently, but I think we all have one common journey and that's to become the best version of ourselves. Absolutely. I think we're all trying to be better today than we were yesterday. And I think that the journey is different for every single person. I think we all have our own uniqueness and we're all trying to kind of upgrade that uniqueness every single day. So what I want to ask for you personally is if you could work on or do three things to get you closer to that best version of yourself what are those three things that you could do or three things that you could work on
1: um, um three things i could work on spirits spirituality um i don't think you can ever i don't think that's that's a journey we never really arrive at so just becoming close to god um i i think as we become closer to god we kind of realize who we really are and what we're supposed to be doing and uh, he kind of helps guide that path. So that's me as a Christian, right? That's me. Um, definitely spirituality. Um, number two, um, is just continue to, um, network, increase that network. Um, I believe your network is your net worth. So, um, sometimes you, you are who you know. And that's the difference between getting the opportunity and not. Mm-hmm. Um, so just continue to increase in that. That would be something that I, that I want to work on. And then, um, thirdly i'm um, just continuing to maintain my fitness man uh taking that to another level uh, and just continue to explore what this body can do like this thing is forever changing um and i'm interested to see how it changes why it changes what makes it change and uh, so those will be probably be the three things that i lean into
0: awesome dude well those are yeah. those are great three things loved them yeah. well that's how we got i appreciate yeah, you coming I appreciate in appreciate you man. yes sir yes yeah. sir There you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Now it's time to act. Leave a like and a comment on YouTube. Subscribe to that page. If you're on iTunes, leave it a five-star review. Help the show move up the ranks so more and more people can get access to it. Feel free to take a screenshot of this episode and let me know you're listening on Instagram. If you're in a spot in your life right now where you're not sure what to do, don't give up. If you have a dream and there are a lot of obstacles holding you back, don't give up. If you think your time has come and gone towards accomplishing something that you've wanted to accomplish, don't give up. Jarrell and his mother are walking examples that if you work hard enough, smart enough, and consistently enough, that your goals are achievable. Remember everyone, you find out who you really are when you're tired. So how are you pushing yourself to fatigue your body and fatigue your mind in order to become self-aware? If you're looking for an extra way, I have a $10 bodyweight exercise ebook called The Bodyweight Grind that is currently out on the market. Check out nickcarrier.com fitness slash the bodyweight grind for details or just check the link in my Instagram bio. Thanks so much for listening. Keep taking consistent action every single day. Now it's time to go out and upgrade yourself today to get closer and closer to your best you.